Welcome, welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of the Spiraling Podcast. I am your host, Jackson Wallace. I got my buddy Jason here with me. But before we get into who we got on for the show, by the way, I think you guys are really going to like this episode. It's an absolute banger. I uh, want to give a quick shout out, uh, actually a ginormous shout out to Spiraling Ministries as a whole. Guys, uh, just before we get into the podcast, I got to tell you, this podcast would not be possible. The show would not be possible without Spiraling Ministries itself. Spiraling Ministries, in case you guys don't know, organization, ministry set up by Jason. Uh, and basically, we have the goal of providing counseling services to all those in need, uh, to those that have you know, suffered through mental trauma, addiction, struggling with cancer. Okay, we want to help you with that. Okay, so if you want to learn a little bit more about Spiraling Ministries, a little bit more uh, beyond the podcast, go ahead and head over to www.spiralingministries.org. Again, www.spiralingministries.org. You will not be disappointed. Just learn a little bit more about us. Just give you guys a little bit, you know, more flavor, a little more background. But let's go ahead and get into today's guest. Today's guest is Mr. Darren Sapp. Darren is a U.S. Navy flight deck veteran, graduate of Dallas Theological Seminary, holds a master's degree from Southwestern AG University. Darren writes inspiring stories of courageous characters. His passion to see orphans cared for, protected, and in many cases adopted joyfully takes up much of his spare time. He's a co-founder of an orphan mystery in Ghana, West Africa. Darren earned a black belt in Shurik Karate and teaches anti-abduction techniques to women and children around the world. He is married to Holly, and they somehow survive raising their five children. Darren, how are hey, you doing Hey, good to be on. Thanks, guys. I, you know, I, I've known you for a little bit, uh, for, uh, for quite some time, and I did not know half the things uh, about you there that, uh, <laughs> that I just read off there for you, man. That is, that is really, really cool. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks. That that is that is fantastic. Black belt. I mean, I, it, black belt. You teach anti-abduction techniques. You you got five kids. I mean, I, how do you find time to do it all? You know, I call it small bites. The power of increments. You know, and uh, there's a, a book I wrote uh, for college students, and that's you know they're like, how do they handle all these classes and work and all the other activities? You do it a little bit at a time. You know, how does someone read through the whole Bible? A little bit at a time. So that's kind of my uh, mantra. You know, you could do things like that. Just just put some time in, you know, just think if I want to do this for three minutes a day, because everyone thinks I'm going to spend an hour a day doing this. Well, no, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You got to take it, take a little bit of time, a little bit of chunks. All right. Well, Darren, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit, uh, a little bit about your background? Who are you? OK. Yeah. Glad to. So I, I Texas guy grew up, born and raised in over in Euless, Texas. And um for, for those that know the last name Wallace, another guy named Curtis Wallace, Jackson's dad, uh, lived one street over. We went to school for 12 years together. So uh, we reconnected not too long ago um, and, you know, kind of a sleepy little town. But I was looking for an adventure. So I joined the Navy and ended up on the flight deck with an aircraft carrier, which is pretty cool. And I served as a yellow shirt, you know, the plane director uh, did that, came back. Just did a lot of different jobs, but I decided at some point I need to go to school. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of a lifelong learner. I really do enjoy it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, though, I was thinking about getting a Ph.D. in history, and uh, I kind of got redirected into writing and writing fiction. And that's just become a real passion of mine is is to write. So I've written uh, eight books so far, and mm-hmm. including one with my co-writer, Jason. And uh, or I guess I'm his co-writer, you would say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, we um, 
so uh, those those books are out there and and they're all you know they're kind of hit and miss doing some are doing well some are just kind of hanging out but I do a lot of freelance writing write op eds I write website content email marketing PR releases you know a little bit of everything anything anybody wants to send a message that's my goal is to help them really send that message and that's how uh, um, I ended up just in kind of in this writing business and uh, hooked up with um jason about i guess it's a year and a half ago now and talked to him about his project and here i am very very cool yeah somewhere around a year and a half ago man that that is fantastic uh j- joining the navy like like you said you no know, shout out shout out to curtis wall shout out to the dad uh <laughs> really appreciate i know he listens to the show and he he loves it as well um you mentioned jason and his story and, and kind of co-writing the book uh what did you think and i i know everybody's here it's, it's almost almost like a broken record everybody here on the podcast has heard about jason's story and everything that's going along with the book but what did you think when you first heard about his story I thought they just can't be serious. There's just no much could happen to that one, you know, to one person, you know, that, that I, it's, it's not that like, I like you can't be serious. Like you're making it up. Right. It's like, I can't believe it. It's like, Oh my gosh. I mean, all that happened. And then, you know, this happened and then this got corrected or changed. And then now we're doing good. And then this thing happens, you know? So I, I thought, uh, well, no, there's a story there. I mean, there's three, there's three or four stories there, but there's definitely a story there that needs to be told. Yeah. And, um, uh, for sure. I thought this isn't just a, a story, but, uh, one that people are really, really going to dive into because it's not like some self-serving, you know, story. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. I, it's uh, so, so you, you're introduced to Jason, you, you start working on this project and, um, like what, what does that project look like? What is it like, what goes into your, uh, your co-writing? Like what's like kind of your, your day to day, um, when you're invested in a project of, of this magnitude? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, essentially we just have to, you know, get to know each other and we did that. We met and just kind of really started talking about what's, what's the main goal here. And what I really loved about this project is, this is a memoir with uh, not just a message, but real practical, usable help. I mean, this is something that people can really not only sink their teeth into, but by the end of it, they will have laughed, they will have cried, and they probably will have an action plan for their life. And that's what I really, really liked about it. And so one of the things we did uh, was a brainstorming session. You know, we kind of all got together in a room. We did a lot of whiteboard work where we just put together uh, what are some themes for the ministry? What are some um, um, practical things we could do to help people? What's the message we wanted to get out there? Uh, I'm a big believer in Simon Sinox's, you know, little YouTube video on his book, Know Your Why. You know, why are you doing something? Don't just tell people what you have, but really focusing on why you're doing it. And, you know, we kind of walked through that exercise and we came away with essentially uh, the, not only the ministry, but a framework for what we, how we wanted the book to end. And I, I actually do that a lot in, especially in nonfiction work. I want to identify how is this book going to end? You know, who's my audience and how is it going to end? And then we build up towards that. Uh, and then after that, you know, I'm a heavy outliner and some people write books by the seat of her pants and we call them pansters and some outline we're called <laughs> plotters. And that's what I am. I'm a yeah. plotter, not a pansters. 
And love that. Uh, yeah. And Jason had already written uh, some material and we looked that over and it was very, you know, it gave us kind of a, some directional things. It gave us a lot of themes. I mean, there are things Jason wrote where he had an idea and, um, you know, I just said, let's take it in this direction or let's expand on this or, you know, so literally one sentence turned into a chapter in some cases. Wow. It, yeah. And so I worked to really build out an outline and then we just had a couple of more get to know you interviews. And that's kind of the way that goes. And I, I'm a meticulous note taker and I took a, tons of notes and then we actually just kind of picked one chapter to really write out, flesh out. Um, and, um, there was also a little bit of other interviewing, you know, we had some questions for Kristen as well. Yeah. And we worked out that one chapter and we said, okay, we like this chapter. We like how the story is told. Now let's go back to the beginning. And then, man, we, he and I just spent a lot of time on the phone until we were just about sick of each other. And uh, just, uh, and then I'd write a chapter. He'd take a look at it. We go to chapter two and we just methodically worked it out. Incrementally, little bits at yep. a time. We you know, can't write a book in a night. You got to do it just little tidbits. But Jason, I have a question for you, man. So, yeah. wait, uh, 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 getting that introduction to Darren and and uh, and going through that whole process. When was it that you knew? It was like, okay, I, this is the guy that I want to help me create this, create this story, and create and and, and tell what it is that I have lived. Uh, it, it was pretty quick. Uh, we had a couple phone sessions and then we met in person and it, it was pretty, pretty quickly that I, um, I had chosen Darren to help me with this project. Um, I, I, um, just based off of his experiences and, um, where he, where he was, um, in his career and his writing career, um, that, that was something that really drew me to, um, to liken Darren a lot. And, um, it, I could not have asked for a better project to turn out like it did. Uh, it's, it was challenging at times. Um, I think Darren and I spent 100, 150 hours on the phone with each other throughout yeah. this project. And um, I think Darren knows me better than I know myself. And that's 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 what the objective is, is that to get somebody that understands and knows how to express what I'm trying to say and be able to put it on the paper. Yeah, I love that incrementally, one little bits at a time. And I mean, who could pick a better person to do that? One, not only so, it's, it's good looking for you guys that are watching the YouTube video at this moment with Darren, probably one of our best looking guests that we've had on. Two, somebody that knows so much and they can kind of, you know, like you said, you've, you've written eight different books, Darren. I mean, that that's absolutely insane. Uh, quick question. I know there's a little caveat, but do yep. you have like a, and kind of putting you on spot here, do you have like a favorite book that you've written? Uh, it could be, you see this poster up behind me there. Looks ah. like a See, this is the media room and you know, we got Harry Potter over Love there it. and we've got Lord of the Rings over there. Excellent. And that's far on the flight deck, but you notice, I know it's backwards on the screen. This is Darren Sapp wrote that one. So it looks yeah. like a movie, but essentially, yeah, somebody, um, uh, when I 
but I would write about my experience in the Navy. But I was never really in a big fire, even though it was on the flight deck, and that's certainly exciting enough. I wanted to tell a story about the dangers of the flight deck, so yeah. I, I create a fictional story out of it. So that that was my first one. It is always going to be my baby, my favorite book I've written. Uh, it's probably summer of 79, which is very much like Stranger Things and Stand By Me. Yeah. And, um, but the, um, and all of them, no, no writing to me has really been labor as far as books. I mean, I had school, pay, uh, papers in school that were laborious, if you will. Sure. But as far as the books, I'm just so excited about digging into a project. And, you know, a couple of things I'd already written really helped me for spiraling upward. One is that I'd written a, uh, you know, a lot of times you read op-eds by these politicians. You'll see, you know, in these old things called newspapers, but now they're, you know, online. And like yeah. a politician will put an op-ed out. Well, sometimes they hire people to help them. Let's just put it that way. Sure. And um, I wrote a series of op-eds on the opioid epidemic. Okay. And it's something I'd never heard of. You know, I'd heard of uh, fentanyl and I've heard of, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, these different synthetic drugs that were out there. And uh, I didn't realize how addictive they were. And so I really dug into, you know, the, the demographics who's using them. And I realized it's it just, you know, average looking business folk, if you will, you know, are out yeah. there dealing with that. The other thing is I've written quite a bit in the military genre. And a friend of mine named Ron White um, has a memory wall. It's called the Afghanistan Memorial Wall, and he's memorized over 2,400 of the fallen, rank, first and last name, 7,000 words, and he writes it from memory over 10 hours. He's done it on Fox News. He's done it on NASCAR. He's done it at baseball games. Oh, wow. And and uh, he uh, he got together with me, and we wrote about 28 little stories, little biographies. So, uh, you know, I wrote one of those stories focused on PTSD, and then a second and a third. And so... Uh, the understanding PTSD really helped me with things like stuff Jason's gone through. I think even a little bit of Kristen, you know, uh, for Kristen, um, we tried to express in the, the book, the, the roller coaster that she went on, Yeah, you know, and you know, everything we're talking about is in the book. This is not some deep, dark secrets we're, we're talking about, you know, with, with Jason, he and I had understanding from the very beginning. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to poke the bear. I'm going to ask some really, really difficult questions. I'm going to really push it. And you just raise your hand if I'm going in an area you don't want to talk about. And we'd move on. And I don't know if that ever really happened. I think maybe I don't think, it, it you know, because I wasn't asking stuff that was personal for uh, titillating details or anything. We were trying to really get deep. And it's Jason's open and honesty. That's the magic of this book. You know, yeah. he would he would. Um, there are so many things in this book that um, are word for word. You know, just he's I mean, I might have been the one typing, but he was the one writing it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's very, very thought provoking. And um, guys, all, like I said, you know, this book is out. It's public. It's available. You know, go ahead and go buy. We'll put a link down in the description below uh, for you guys, you know, that we can go and you can read and um, literally look at the words that Darren and, and Jason have put out on a paper and just kind of, you know, absorb in some of that story. And, and I'm glad you talked about, you know, uh, uh taking uh, in past experiences that came into help came into play and helping you with Jason's story here and, and spiraling upward. So that was going to be my next question is, have you ever worked on it like a project before that's done specifically like with substance abuse? Yeah. Um, 
Not, not in particular. No, this was kind of new territory for me. And to be honest okay. with you, if, if somebody came along and said, Hey, we want you to write a book just like Jason's, I don't know that I'd be interested to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, because to me, the, uh, the, the, for, you know, the learning that I had to do and to, you know, regurgitate that on the page, that to me is the way this book you know, really got written was because I was fascinated with the topic, uh, not in like a stocky sort of way or anything. Sure, it's just sure. that I, I just really wanted to dig in and I wanted to know more and more about his story and the ancillary characters in there, you know, both family, friends, acquaintances. I will tell you that um, there's uh, the story of George that when Jason was locked up, that guy and the impact that guy on him. And I probably had, Jason said he gave him a Bible. It was red Bible or, or he gave him something like that. And then we were trying to find him. I was obsessed with trying to find this guy because, you know, and we never could find him, but I would love to have found him because that's such an impact on Jason's life at that time. And, you know, um, so many people that come from a difficult home life situation, yeah. It is, is sometimes God puts an adult in their life or a big brother. And that's who Jason got in George. And so I was, I was really kind of obsessed with finding George and finding out more about him. But so I, you know, there is a lot of faith element in this book and it's particularly in the last chapter, we get into that. And I have written a tremendous amount on faith okay. and our Christian faith and that kind of thing. And, you know, I went to seminary and that helped me, uh, really dig in to not just scriptural themes, but practical application of our, of, of our faith. And so that was a big help to me in this book. I love it. So Jason, kind of kind of uh, pivoting over to you for a second. And what was it kind of like opening up to somebody that, you know, you you, you just met and, and, and you liked him admittedly? I mean, what's not to like? But, you know, you... you, you opening up on that level. Cause like I said, he poked the bear and he got in, you know, you guys talked about some deep stuff. Um, was it easy for you to just share everything? Um, and, and go into that kind of that deep place. Um, not at first, but after I got to know Darren and, uh, Darren and I built a rapport with each other, yeah. uh, it, it, it became easier. And, um, uh, I, I honestly thought I was going to scare Darren off with some of the stories, um, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, he, he, he kept on, and um, it it um, it turned out well. And it, 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 it at first it was difficult to write about, and it was difficult to to, to share my emotions. Um, but as as we were writing and um, being honest with each other and doing the research behind the book, um, uh-huh. it, it did get easier and um darren i don't want to speak for you but i think um i think a lot of a lot of what has happened in my life um opened your eyes to um to drug abuse mental health um and then all of a sudden you get hit with cancer after all this and you know i I, i'm i I wrote about the book i still feel like my cancer diagnosis was because of my drug and alcohol abuse. Um, so it, it's kind of, it's kind of a dual edged sword. I'm now in recovery and I'm doing well. Um, but I still live with that every day. And, um, those, those of you guys who know me, I have some medical issues that, uh, 
that I can't hide sometimes, and mm-hmm. it's a it, it 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 impacts me on a daily basis, a minute by minute basis, and it puts out in front of me, hey, if you go down this path again of uh, drinking and drugging, you're gonna have bigger problems on your hands with your health, and. Uh, um, that, that that's what kind of it, it scares me to even think about having a drink or uh, doing drugs again because I I want to live as long as I can and of course I know if I go down that path uh, I may make I may not make it out alive um, that's just my addictive personality um, it's uh, if I have one drink um, it's going to lead to another and another and. Who knows if I'm going to get behind the wheel and, you know, kill myself or kill someone else and end up in prison. And uh, I, I'm just not willing to risk that. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, you touched on mental health and and Darren and even with you, Jason, I have a question kind of for both of you all. Is how important do you guys think it is to talk about a, a subject such as mental health, whether that's in the book, whether that's in our podcast, Jason, or in other stories that you that you write and help write, uh, Darren? How, how important is speaking about that that topic mental health oh i think it's vitally important because we you know um i i will admit that you know when i was a lot younger and dumber you know i'm 23 24 25 Mm -hmm. and i had this guy that i worked with that he said he suffered from depression okay and and my attitude to him was you know suck it up buttercup you know just get over it or whatever and i had no clue i was an idiot you know and I just thought, oh, you're weak or whatever. And I, I didn't realize that, no, he, he, it was a clinical thing. I mean, he really had something going on because there were times when he would move on. And so he most likely had bipolar disorder with clinical depression, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, Jason must have, I must have asked him 10 times, not because he wasn't explaining it well. It was just, when, when you talk about bipolar disorder and the highs and the lows, um, he would explain it to me. And then I would write it down. And it's not that I didn't understand it fundamentally, but I thought we have to understand there may be some readers who don't have a clue about this either. We want to explain it in such a way that they'll really get it. So um, I don't even know if Jason realizes this or not, but I had asked him the same question like over five different calls. And I was hoping for a different answer. And I did that on purpose because I wanted to kind kind of really flesh this thing out. And I think now if you ask Jason that question, he'll just spit it right out, you know, and say, what is, what is that like? But, um, like I, I didn't realize that like for, for Jason, how hard it is just to sleep. And, and, you know, there's a reason that sleep deprivation is a torture because it's torture. Right. Yeah. And just to have sure. your mind racing all the time, you know, and with the different kind, when it comes to, to the, the high side, of bipolar, you know, realizing that for some it's hypersexuality or it's shopaholic, like on Amazon, or it's yeah. this or it's that. And of course, for Jason, it was a, it was a rage issue. And so, um, there, there's probably, uh, you know, I'm sure somebody has some statistics out there. I don't think we ever went there in the book about how many of these situations are undiagnosed. I think we gave a rough percentage at some point that um, we, we really need to be on that, not go out and see how many people we can find or just automatically diagnose somebody, but just be aware that yeah. this is out there and that there is help, you know? 
Yeah, and, and to touch on that subject, um, you know, for for me, my my bipolar disorder is not depressive. Mine is the manic, <clears throat> and what I mean by that is is I'll I'll go on these extreme highs where I feel like I'm on top of the world. Nothing can hurt me. Nothing can stop me. Mm-hmm. And I'll just keep going until something stupid happens or um, I, I get hooked on drugs again. Uh, my drug abuse was um, was not um, was not because I enjoyed the drugs. It was because I was chasing that high to keep the manic phase going. <clears throat> and when I when I decided that, okay, I, I'm, I'm done with the manic phase, I need to get some sleep. Uh, I would drink myself to sleep. And, um, you know, a lot of times that was uh, every night that I would have to drink myself to sleep and I wasn't medicated properly. Um, and that was my way of going to sleep was to blackout drunk to, or to get blackout drunk. And that's just not a way to live life. And it took me seeing several doctors uh, to get back on the, the, the appropriate medication uh, that allows me to sleep. If, if I don't have sleep in my life, um, I will go back into a manic phase and um, the way it ends is not pretty. Uh, it could be um, blackout drunk, doing something stupid or snorting the cocaine and continue going. And I, I just, I, I have to continue to take my medication and I have to continue to sleep. Um, Kristen always jokes with me that um, I sleep more than anybody that she knows. Um, well, that might be the case for, for some people, but I have to sleep at least nine to 10 hours a night. And, and that's, that's what keeps me sane. And I'm in constant communication with my doctors about my sleep. Um, if I'm not sleeping, um, they will call me something in immediately to knock me out. And that's just my relationship that I have with my doctors. And, and they know about, uh, they know about my condition and, um, you know, they're, 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 they're the professionals and they know that, um, a man, a bipolar manic episode, um, has harmful effects, not only on the body, but relationships mm-hmm. in your work life. Um, you know, going three or four days without any sleep, uh, you can make some pretty stupid decisions. And those stupid decisions can cost you a lot of money or can cost you your life or any number of things. And it's just not something that I'm willing to risk anymore. Yeah, I couldn't imagine going three or four days. I remember you and me have had conversation before, too, Jason. You're like, you know, I've been up for X amount of days or X amount of hours. I just sit here and think to myself, like, how? You know, that's yeah. – I. I it, it's, it's it's hard for me to like wrap my head around and understand, but yeah, I, I, I do think you're right there. It's just something we got to be aware of and you know understanding and uh, be kind of willing to lend out a helping hand whenever you can. You know, not all of us yeah, are experts, you, but you know we can do little things. Yeah, let me add this too is something that I had no idea, and we wrote about this in the book is that the the uh, the correlation between bipolar disorder and addiction, and mm-hmm. not that. Everyone who has bipolar has a drug or alcohol addiction. We're not saying that. And we're not saying that anyone with a drug or alcohol addiction has it because of bipolar. Right. But 
the numbers are staggering in the 70 percent area where people wow. have the combination of the two. Yeah, and right. there's a Netflix film that just came out called Hillbilly Elegy based mm. on the book by J.D. Vance. And the movie, you know, just picks one part of his life and it focuses on his mother's addiction. And they don't call it bipolar disorder, but, you know, they definitely they talk about and show her raging. You know, she mm-hmm. just would be, you know, so delighted to give a Christmas present to her kid. And then she would go off on them because they weren't playing with it correctly. You know, that wow, kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And so that it's a it's a tough hour and 40 minutes to watch for a movie. You don't walk away from the movie feeling great, you know, like um, but you really see it lived out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Definitely something important to kind of, kind of keep in mind. Shifting back to the book, uh, Darren. So what, what did you learn, uh, from writing this book, helping write this book? Yeah, I think for me, um, I would say there's probably three things that really stick out to me. One is the cycle of addiction, you know, yeah. just, just to see that how, um, it's, you know, someone can, um, get better, you know, they can, they can get some treatment, they can get some help. And then before you know it, they're right back at it, you know? And it, it's, and uh, again, it's kind of like the depression thing. Like, you know, at one point, I bet I'm sure a lot of people think, well, they just need to quit. They just need to stop, you know? And, um, you know, we all have things that affect us. We all have that sin that so easily gets us mm-hmm. and the addiction side can be so damaging, so ravishing to the body. So just really understanding how, um, it's not that people are addicted forever or they're addicted once and they stop. Typically with people, you see this cycle, you know, um, you, you see a lot of denial in people and then they recognize it for a short time and they're right back at it because of whatever, um, you know, so I, I think um, I developed a lot of sympathy through this, a, a lot of empathy as well, you yeah. know, just really understanding and really feeling it with him. Um, I, I, uh, I learned about AA's role, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous. We've all heard it. We've seen it in the movies. We've seen it in, on TV shows. People sure. sit around in a circle, you know, uh, um, you know, say, I'm Darren. Hi, Darren. Everybody says, you know, and that's the yeah. part. And, and somebody starts bearing their soul. But as Jason talks about it and how how powerful those meetings are and, you know, alcohol anonymous, you know, they they take donations and everything. But it's that's it's not about money. It's not like an organization that has billions of dollars floating around. It's just this uh, it's just people who continue to just spread out and start these little groups. And they usually meet somewhere free, like in a in a community center or a church or something like that. And they have sponsors. And, um, you know, Jason has talked about his sponsor, his sponsor has been on here before on this yeah. podcast and just the value of a and the sponsor really blew me away. And then I, I think thirdly, you know, I learned a lot about can- chemotherapy, you know, yes. and what it's like to go through that in the pain of cancer in the pain of chemotherapy and how much will it takes just to go to the first visit. And then if, if somehow, you muster up the courage, you go back for a second visit, you know? Mm-hmm. So that one was, it was really, uh, uh, eye opening to me as well. Cause we've all heard of chemotherapy and oh, that's where your hair falls out or whatever. But, you know, um, Jason really kind of gave us the nitty gritty of all that. 
Yeah, going into the details and of course the after effects that come with chemotherapy yeah. as well, and you know sometimes lasting for uh, for the rest of your life. Um, anyway, so continuing on with the book, <coughs> I asked you earlier if you had a favorite book that you'd ever written, but talking about just spiraling upward here, do you have a favorite chapter? Yeah, I, I would. I would. I'm going to give you two answers. Um, okay. I, I think I think the best chapter we wrote was the chapter on cancer. Yes. And it's because we took the reader on this emotional high, if you will, that and then we played that country song backwards. Mm -hmm. But, it, you know, it was real. It's what really happened. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, it, it's you know, we talk a lot in book about what else could happen. What else? And I'll never, ever, ever forget. I can still hear Kristen's voice saying, you know, he was doing so good. And now this. You know, yeah, and and that really, and that's kind of how that chapter opens, you know, and so we we really walked through that dark road of what they went through on that. So I think that's what I would call the best chapter we sure. wrote. I think it's the most um, powerful. Um, not to say it diminishes the others, but I think the most interesting chapter to me in the story I wanted, I was more interested in anything else was the chapter where Jason was locked up, which I mentioned earlier, where he, you know, of course, Jason. Um, he had cycles in and out of psychiatric hospitals and cycles in and out of yeah. um, short stays. But basically when he was sent away for a year, um, I, um, it, it's, uh, again, I, I wasn't, I didn't want to dig into that part of it just for, like I said, titillating details, but I, I thought readers would really find that fascinating. What is it like to be locked up for a year, you know, away from your family, you know, with other people who have similar issues, you know, um, where you have to defend your turf every day, where, you know, you're bored out of your mind, where you're following rules 24 seven. Um, and, you know, one little slip up and you're in more and more trouble. So that was extremely interesting. So I really, really enjoyed that chapter. Yeah. Wow. 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 Uh, what do you want readers to to gain when they, you know, when, when they go in and they read this book and they're, they're able to, they're, they set it down and they just, they, they take that, you know, a, a small breath in and they realize that what do you want readers to gain from the experience that this book offers? Yeah, that's a great question because, and you know, it's kind of, we shouldn't write a book like this unless we write that first, you know? Right. So, um, you know, from the beginning, Jason said, you know, this needs to be a solution oriented book. This needs to have that has solutions. It's the blueprint for the ministry. It's it's the go to guide. It's it's the Bible, if you will, you know, of how yeah. we want the ministry to run. So um, we I think, first of all, we want people to know they're not alone. You know, there are Absolutely. people out there. There are people willing to help them. You know, in the, uh, we have an appendix where if somebody is thinking about taking their own life, there's somebody they can call. If they're struggling with um, addiction, there's someone they can call. You know, yeah. if they just if if um, um, I remember, you know, Jason, I talked about this so many times. This book is for people who are addicted and those that love people who have addictions. And of course, cancer survivors and those that love cancer survivors, you know. Right. Um, and. There's, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, in the appendix, there's, you know, the number you can call if you're, if you're dealing with cancer, because people feel like they're on an island and think it's, I'm the only person this is happening to, you know, or, um, I, I can imagine just being a, a scared, 
husband or wife and your spouse is going through this and you're like, you know, I can't go tell their parents. I can't tell my parents or there's no parents in the picture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, where can I turn? And the book is where they can turn. You know, the appendix is where they can turn. More specifically, the ministry is where they can turn. And, um, you know, if anybody just contacts the ministry out of the blue, Jason's going to figure something out. You know, he'll figure out how to get him some help. Yeah, we had, we were talking about that earlier on today, weren't we, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a solution for everything, and uh, I, w- I want to touch on on the last question that that, that you asked, Darren, about okay. uh, what what were his favorite chapters in that that chapter that chapter nine, the cancer chapter. Um, I I think that was the most emotional chapter for me. Um, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't the chapter of, of being locked up. It wasn't that um, it, it, it wasn't everything that's happened in my life. But when you're faced with a life and death situation, um, it really puts a new perspective on life and a new perspective on things. Yeah. And uh, that's what I gained from that. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty, um, pretty outspoken on, on some of the things I still deal with on a day-to-day basis from the chemotherapy. And uh, I've just come to realize that it's going to be the rest of my life. Um, there's some times that I, I can't even walk. My feet are so bad um, from the neuropathy. Um, but I just have to deal with it and take things a day at a time. Um, you know, going back to uh, to being locked up, the, the thing that um, the thing that I've had to come to realize now is there's certain things that I can and can't do, and that's because of um, I I, I want to say almost like a PTSD kind of deal. Okay. Um, I've noticed that. Um, you know, if, if the kids get up early on a Saturday and Kristen shuts the door and I see the door shut, I start freaking out and I start having a, a panic attack. Um, I don't like confined spaces. Um, I, I don't like I don't like knowing that um, I'm all alone in a room. It gives me severe anxiety and that's PTSD. Um, and that's just something that I'm going to have to deal with and cope with the rest of my life. Um, the, the, the last point that I'm going to make, um, going back to the cancer is right before, um, I was diagnosed with colon cancer. Uh, we were, we were taking a road trip somewhere and I tossed the idea off of Kristen. Hey, I want to write a book. I want to write a book about my experiences. And then it was, uh, maybe a week or two after that is when the cancer diagnosis came. Uh, it was pretty quick. Um, so everything I put on hold, hold because of the cancer diagnosis and everything I had to deal with with that. Um, so the, the, the turn of events that uh, how I met your dad and Darren and everybody that that everything just came together um, in a piece that I could have only have dreamt of. Uh, it was uh, it was always a dream of mine to write a book. Um, mm-hmm. I remember being a little kid saying, hey, uh, one day I want to write a book. Um, but I never really 
put put things into place because I, I never really had the support like I had with the team of people that I have now with Darren, with Curtis, with Jackson View. Um, it, 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 everything just fell into place and uh, it just came together real nicely. Um, and I'm ready to write another one. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I love that. That's good. That's great. You know, I would thank you guys so much for, for talking so much in such detail about the book. But but Darren, um, so what other projects have you worked on uh, with Jason? Yeah, I think um, one of the things that I really love doing and digging into is um, we've talked about, you know, the, the, the book is just kind of a beginning. Right. Sure. And um, it's kind of a blueprint for the rest of the ministry and everything. So a couple other things is that uh, Jason and I have worked on some talks he wants to give. And one of those is Bible study. And so we really developed this whole Bible study uh, that could run for like 12 different sessions. You know, if if one if he was to teach that. Um, But now we're talking about actually just making a Bible study book out of that. So it's actually, uh, you know, the awesome. core of it's done. Uh, we probably need to add some color to it. Uh, co- color as in, you know, um, you know, fill it out a little more with some different descriptions, that kind of thing. Maybe write an intro to it. And it's it may serve as a companion piece to the book. And, um, it, you know, I would say that if, if um, someone's experiencing the same kind of things Jason went through in the book, um, you know, those, those kind of people could get into a group and they could actually all read, you know, as a project, read spiraling upward, discuss each chapter. But we kind of have now this companion piece of this Bible study that could go through afterwards or during or either one, because each each Bible study has a theme. We had, a, um, or I guess I said 12, I think it was nine. I think we wrote uh, uh, six of them dealing with addiction and uh, are three dealing with addiction, three dealing with, uh, uh, cancer and three with mental health. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. There was, yeah, that's what it was. And so the idea is that somebody could just camp out on those three or four and do those, or they could go through all of them because to be honest with you, I mean, every one of them, um, you know, can apply to, to anybody in general. You know, you go through that Bible study, you're going to learn something. You're going to you're going to have something to key in on. But the idea is is to get more specific with people. You know, especially for for people dealing with cancer. You know, we could say, oh oh, you know, God has God has a plan for you. You know, and and that's nice when we say that, and we know what people mean. But let's really dig into to scripture. What does God really say about your cancer? What does God want you to do with that? You know, mm-hmm. uh, God, God gives us a stewardship all the time. He gives us a car to get, you know, uh, to work with or school. And, you know, how we drive that car that day is a stewardship. He gives us money. He gives us time. He gives us children. And sometimes he gives us cancer. Mm-hmm. And what are we going to do with it? Are we going to use it to glorify him or to, you know, uh, do something else, you know, and that's right. what we ultimately have to decide. That's what the Bible study is trying to do is let's take what we have and not that it's all going to be, you know, uh, puppies and cookies and cherries on top at the end. But the idea is that we have this what we're dealing with and what can we do with it in Jesus name, so to speak. Right. 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 So so that that's the kind of the gist behind that project. I love it, man. I love it. Darren. 
man, you have been a fantastic guest. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely enjoyed having you here. Jason, of course, as well, as always, love us when we're all here together. Uh, but before we kind of close it up and 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 uh, and put put a full lid on, I got to ask Darren, what's next for you? What's 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 going on with your life? Well, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys for having me. It's It's been really cool to get on here and talk about this. Um, and uh, next for me is I actually, uh, you know, I have about 13, 14 books outlined just wow. of my own that I want to write. And um, I've got uh, one's kind of a fiction trilogy I've been playing around with. And I was all set to travel. I was going to go to a research trip. And then this thing called Corona hit. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so that kind of canceled those travel plans a little bit. Uh, so, so I've just been, um, um, I've got, uh, about four different ghost writing projects or coaching projects. I'm right in the middle in. And, and one thing is kind of public now. I can kind of announce it. It's kind of cool. There's a Navy SEAL named Eddie Gallagher that was in the news quite a bit a year ago because, okay. you know, they said he did some bad stuff in Afghanistan and they took his rank and they threw him in the brig and he, they figured out he was wrongly accused and, you know, to kind of cover for themselves, they kind of made up some other stuff. And uh, let's put it away. President Trump heard about it and he said, hey, you know, that uh, it's not right. What's going on with this guy? Trump helped him get out of it. And he basically now is telling the whole world about this is what happened to me. You know, and he's telling yeah. the truth and it's very well researched. Now, someone else uh, co-wrote the book with him, but I'm actually helping him do the audio book. And, cool. and so I'm kind of just kind of coaching him through that, getting that done. So that's, sometimes people have projects and they just, they just need me to do some coaching. So coaching, uh, more ghostwriting projects. That's what I'm all about these days. I love it, Darren. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. That, that sounds like a, a very awesome project. And, uh, and you know, guys, we got the Bible study out or it's, it's on its way. We have the book spiraling upward. Of course, you guys can get your copy. We're going to put a link to that in the description below. Um, it, again, Darren, thank you so much for coming on, man. Hope you and your family stay uh, happy and healthy. And have a wonderful holiday season coming up, uh, guys. But I think that's going to do it uh, for us here. Remember, you can find us where all podcasts can be heard: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and give us a like if you would. Just give us one more chance. But thank you so much, and uh, we'll see y'all later. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks.